Everybody, welcome to our Wednesday night watch party. And I, I'm super excited we get to be together, and we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. And uh, one of the things about Christmas in California is uh, we have food that we eat at Christmas time, and we're not the only place, by the way. But I think it's the most best Christmas food ever. It's how we celebrate Christmas. And I have a feeling, Laura Manuel, what is it? Tamales. Tamales. Yeah. By the way, a family in the church came up and go, I know it's COVID season, but we made tamales. Can we give them to you? And I said, oh, bet. Yeah. Yeah. You give me your tamales. And they were so good. Uh, Christian and Blanca. So good. So good. So thank you for that. And then also, uh, I think maybe somebody who makes exceptional tamales is your mom. Oh, yeah. Mom makes the best tamales. Sorry, Bianca or whatever. Well, Christina Blancas are <laughs> oh, great, Blanca, too. It's not, a, it's not, well, for you, it's a competition. I'm kidding. For, for Laura, it's a competition. For me, it's a blessing. So, and I love to get tamales at Christmas time. And at Crossroads, we get a lot of them, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they never get old. Okay, that's what I want you to know. It, and then I like uh, pork tamales, cheese tamales, any other kind? There's also fruit tamales, but I don't yes. like those. I don't either. No. Yeah. But I like the chicken and pork. Oh, chicken, pork, <laughs> cheese. Yeah, I don't like no. fruit. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that just is, yeah, that's, that's not quite what we want to do. So, but we do love Christmas. We do love food. We do love having that at our watch party. But we also love worshiping. And uh, I am one, every time Christmas rolls around, I, I, I love that our creative team gets together and they want to make sure that you get blessed with Christmas songs that aim at Jesus and lift up Jesus. And uh, without a doubt, I think one of the the songs to lift up the Lord is one about him giving us joy because the joy of the Lord's our strength. And uh, then I love how you guys take these songs. They still have the authenticity of the original, but they have something amazing for this moment. So that's what we're going to do right now. Joy to the world, right? Am I right? Joy to the world. Yes. Father, we thank you so much that you give us your joy. And at Christmas time, we know that. And we also know that beyond Christmas time. And every day of the week, every moment of our life, every hour of a day, we can have your joy, which is our strength, because of Jesus. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. Come on, we sing joy. And joy to the world, the Lord is come. The earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him. In heaven and nature sing. In heaven and nature sing. In heaven and heaven and nature sing And we will sing, sing, sing Enjoy to the world We will sing, sing, sing Sing joy. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs implore. 
Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Love worshiping God that way. And another way we worship God is by giving to him. And in this season, we do something extra. The Bible talks about bringing tithes, which is the first 10% of any income you get, and giving it to God out of love for him. It's the first 10%. But then everything you get beyond that is an offering. And uh, during this season, we ask everybody to give at least this kind of an offering. It's called Boldly Bless. That's what we ask you to give $1 more per person per week uh, than you normally would give. So a dollar more per person a week than you normally would give. And then you trust us to take that. And then, by the way, uh, Tracy, my assistant, always leads a team of people that pray. They pray, pray, pray. 
Who does God want us to go bless with that extra money that you and I give together? And we go out and we change people's lives. And, and as we pray, God directs us, God guides us to the people we can do that with and do that for. Uh, I can't tell you the blessing right now. Why? Because we're in the midst of working on it. Uh, but once it's solidified, we'll be sharing it this Sunday. Uh, but I will give you a hint. Uh, it's someone who has this call to be a frontline worker in a really special way. And uh, we think that's who God is saying. So we'll find out. But it just, I, I just think it's going to be incredible. So right now, I'm hoping you're already planning on doing that. If you want to give a dollar right now or your tithe and a dollar more, then text it in to giving at 69922. It is giving, right? Okay, it's giving to 69922. And, um, or, you know, you can just uh, mail it in or, or however else you give. But we just appreciate you being a part of this with us. I appreciate getting to do it with you. Let's pray. Father, we know that um, at Christmas time we celebrate how you give to us, but we also celebrate how the wise men gave to you. And even in the Christmas time, there were those that came giving to you, came blessing you, because it's more blessed to give than receive. And in this season, we want, Lord, to turn and bless you by being faithful in our giving. We also want to bless others. And I thank you that what might seem like a small thing, $1 each, all together adds up in a way that makes a difference in people's lives. Thank you that we get to do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are in a series called Behind the Scenes. And behind the scenes is understanding God's will, God's ways, and God's working in our life. So we've talked about uh, a lot of things like the sovereign will of God, the permissive will of God. We've talked about how not everything's God's will, but how God causes all things to work together for good. Uh, we've talked about that God does have a plan for your life. And we showed you that God does have a plan. And we've talked about how to find God's direction in your life. And this last two weeks before now, we talked about how to hear God's voice. Now we're coming to a big part of this, the whole idea of prayer, how God interacts with us in prayer. Jesus said he loves to answer our prayers so our joy may be full. But what we do is we pray and we pray about everything. Uh, we're a church that believes you pray and then plan, not plan and then pray. And so hopefully everybody in their life, what you do, especially, I, I would say big decisions, little decisions, you pray, pray, pray and ask God to guide you. Uh, by the way, Isaiah, uh, uh, I, do you practice that? Do you practice praying before you do anything? Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, before you and Brittany got together, <laughs> he's, he's dating Brittany Salcedo. Oh, yeah. yeah, right? Hey, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I got to say this is kind of cool. Is uh, there are a lot? Our, we're a church family, and we want you on our family. But I kept hearing about all these different guys who like Brittany and like Brittany, right? Like all these guys did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it was like, and then <laughs> Isaiah ends up with her. Yes, I got, I'm the lucky one. So. Yeah. <laughs> and did you pray about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of prayer and a lot of friendship. And now we're together. Yeah, and you guys are really, really honoring God with the way your relationship is. So mm -hmm. I love that. Love her too. Brittany, I love you. <laughs> and I love that you guys are together. I love the way God's blessing. Thank but I you. love how God God does it. See, God loves love. That, that's not the topic tonight, but you need to know that. <laughs> God loves love. And I love to teach on that too, which I'm not going to do tonight. But here's the thing is God will guide you to that person. So when you start to step back and start praying for things, God begins to move in incredible ways. Uh, we just heard tonight 
tonight that uh, Tim Roberts, uh, who heads our creative arts department, uh, that Tim had to, was at a place where we were able to hire somebody. And I know Tim well enough to know he prayed about who to hire. And Laura, he said he was driving and we talked about God's voice. He said that he heard audibly, in an audible voice, God say to hire you. Yes, six years ago. Six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, I've known you now almost 14 years. Wow. Yeah. We have known each other very long. Yeah. Long. Lauren asked that question, how long? I think it's been 14 years. Uh, by the way, some trivia for you guys to know, but uh, actually I'm making this known all the time. Uh, when I was checking out Crossroads, I went onto the internet and, uh, and, and I come across this girl, Laura Coronado, who I find that goes to Crossroads and has over 100,000 views uh, on songs she was doing, uh, which I thought was super cool. But I want to say I'm even more excited that God brought you to us. Yeah, I love being here. It's my family now. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like God's guided you every step of the way in that. Oh, yes. A lot of prayer, a lot of having to let go of other things so that I could step into what I believe is his will. So, yeah. Yeah, and I do too. I really believe it's mm-hmm. God's will for you to be here with us and not in any other church for all my friends <laughs> at other churches who are watching. Uh, and your husband, uh, Fred, is on staff with yes, us. Yes, Fred, right over there. Yeah, he's right there, Fred. Yeah, I love it. And Sage <laughs> just is such a blessing. Baby and Sage, But yeah. you know what I see is one of the things we all want to share in is God leading and guiding us. Uh, there's a man, and I don't know if guys, anybody here a Watchman Knee? Anybody know Watchman? Okay, Charles does. In, okay, we're the only ones. <laughs> All right. But Watchman Nee, super famous Christian. Uh, I would say one of the great fathers of the faith, especially in China. Uh, God used him in China. Mao Zedong was afraid of Watchman Nee. That's kind of interesting to know. He, he was afraid of him. He had him arrested. He had him put in prison. And he started winning the whole prison of the Lord. Then he put him in solitary confinement. And he wrote these amazing letters and, and books. And those got out and won even more people of the Lord. Right, Charles? Yeah. Yeah, but one time Watchman Nee was praying and he said it was a moment where his faith was a little bit weak and he heard God say these words to him. He said, God spoke and said, where is the God of Elijah? Where is the God of Elijah? And what passage that that really comes out of is in James uh, chapter five, verse 13, that says, is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He must sing praises. Uh, So he said, if anyone's suffering, pray, pray, pray. Your reaction is prayer. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and The prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Now, what I want you to think about is this. God says that I will heal. Now, we need to understand that is not just for the time that James wrote this. God's healing today. God's doing that today. Uh, A few years back, a guy named uh, Bruce, his wife, Sean, called one of our elders uh, or one of our pastors who was an elder, uh, JT, and said, can you come pray for my husband? And when JT got there, he said to Bruce, he said, what's happening? What's going on? And Bruce said, I have pancreatic cancer. It's really bad. And the doctors say, I have two weeks to live. Two weeks. And JT said, well, we're going to ask God to change that. And so he anointed him with oil and he prayed over him. And God began to move, and God did move, and God did bring healing. Mm-hmm. One year later, on the anniversary of that, uh, Bruce came forward in church because he was still alive and healed, 
and healed. And he went up wow. to JT saying he wanted JT to baptize him a year later on the anniversary of his healing. And, and he, JT said, we hugged and cried like you can't believe. But you know what? God healed him completely. We see God doing that all the time. And, and I'm not saying God heals everybody, but I want to tell you that this is a church where we're experiencing God. Tim Roberts had God speak and say, hire Laura, which was the hand of God. And we got you from that. And, and you know what? And God moved when JT prayed over Bruce. And so what we love is when God begins to do those kind of things. Then the passage goes on to say this, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much and a righteous woman, by the way, effective prayer of people who pray, righteous people who pray can accomplish much. And then it says this, this is the part about Watchman Nee. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again and the sky poured rain and the earth produced its fruit. So I want you to think about that. That whole idea, where is the God of Elijah? The God of Elijah is the God we worship. He's the God moving and active today. He's the God working behind the scenes on your behalf. He is the God. He is the God of Elijah that when you call out and it says Elijah was just like us. By the way, one of the things I get really uh, excited about, animated about, is I want you to know when you read the Bible, the Bible is to be the story of your life. You're not reading about men of faith back then and say, okay, that was for them. You're reading about men of faith back then and it was for them and it's for you. So when God spoke to Abraham, God speaks to you. When God moved upon Elijah's prayers, James said, he's just like you. He's just like me. And God moves. But there are certain things that open you up to what I would call the power of prayer and the promise of prayer in your life. So how can you have God more active behind the scenes and in the scenes of your life? Well, let me give you some keys and then I'm gonna give you an acrostic to help you pray better. But some keys to effective prayer. Uh, Number one, uh, you need to have a purified life and heart. It's a big deal. Isaiah 59 says that the It says this, Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, nor is his ear so dull that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so he does not hear. See, God is a God of love. God's a God of justice. And God is not going to move on your behalf if you're not living a purified life. I'm not saying perfect, by the way, but definitely pursuing and practicing righteousness and not pursuing and practicing sin. And, And a life of sin, sinful habits, sinful lifestyle can keep the power of prayer from being prominent and happening in your life. So you need to have a purified life and heart. The second thing is this, and this is one I I don't want you to miss. A key to effective prayer is expectation and belief Mm. with no doubting. That's good. Now, it might be hard, but I want to tell you, you got to get to pray, pray, pray where you're not doubting at all that it's going to happen. John Wesley, another great, great father of the faith, said this. He said, the idea that when you pray, that then you pray in faith, that means you should expect it to happen. Mm. So expectation and faith are the same thing. If I pray um, uh, for, 
for uh, if I pray that that my son will come to church, which you guys know, um, I pray for both my sons, but one of them, I, I sometimes sit and I look at the door. Back when we could open the doors, yeah. <laughs> <A little time. laughs> there was a day we could do that. Yes. And I picture him walking down the aisle. I really pray for that, and I mm-hmm. pray it till I see it. Yeah. And I believe it. Uh, we're going to talk about this in a minute, but it really is true. By the way, this is uh, another... Uh, so, by the way, there are cliches that are true. The reason that, that they might be a cliche, but they're totally true. And, and here's one of them. Believing is seeing, not seeing is believing. And you and I need to believe. And it says this uh, in James chapter 1, verses 5 to 8. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who will give to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So that's what I need to do. That's what you need to do. Now, if right now you're saying, well, I have a hard time believing it, pray till you get it. Pray it till you can see it. Pray it till you can visualize it happening. The visualization doesn't make it happen. It's your faith that's changing. It's not you changing God. It's God and your faith changing you. And so you need to pray and pray and pray, believing that you're going to see it. And so that is the first thing you need to do is have a purified life. Second is you need an expectation of belief. Get ready for this one. The biggest key to prayer is number three. You got to actually pray. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I'm laughing is I don't know how many people are wishing God would do something. They never prayed the prayer. (laughs) They never asked God for it. And you know what? In James 4, 2, it says you lust and you do not have. So you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain. So you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. I don't want you to miss that. It's too big. Get ready. You do not have the answer to your prayer. You do not have the moving of God. You do not have him interceding in your life because you didn't ask him to. That's why uh, I, jo- I was joking. I actually, I'm not joking with Isaiah about Brittany. She is awesome. And, uh, but what I am saying is, I, I knew, uh, I didn't even set you up. I mean, I didn't tell you ahead of time, right? <laughs> no, that that was didn't. coming. But, but what I believe is we pray about everything. You, and, and you guys have been around me long enough to know I do that. Like when I'm getting ready to go eat somewhere. You could eat a lot of places. I pray and ask God where I should go eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grocery store. I pray and ask God which grocery store to go to and when. And uh, I cannot tell you the number of times that God has just done stuff. And I'm like in the moment going, look at what's going on. And, and you know, Tyler, you know all about that too, right? Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, you got to live a life of prayer. So lead out with it, you know. Yeah, and we really do here. We pray before we do anything. And, and some of God's answers are really, all of God's answers are cool, but some of them, never mind. All right, so uh, how can you pray better? So I want to give you guys this. I'll bet you money by the time I'm done, you can remember these four things. It's P-R-A-Y. So you hang on to these four things and you'll see more power in your prayer life, more moving in your prayer life, more connection with God in your prayer life. And so what are they? It's P stands for promise. And I'm hoping by the time I'm done, you'll remember that on your own. Uh, R stands for repeated. That's a big one. And that's one not done enough. So we're going to have to talk about repeated. A is for answers. God answers in different ways. Y is your part, which is a big part of answered prayer. 
that you might have to actually do something. Uh, and so I want to talk about those four, and I don't want you to ever miss them. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is promises. Don't miss that God promises to answer prayer. Jesus was completely clear on you and I experiencing the power of answered prayer. In Mark chapter 11, Jesus said these words. He said, have faith in God, which means no doubting. Believe God, believe God. Expect from God is what he's saying. Have faith in God. Then Jesus said, truly, and I want to stop there. You see it on the screen? Truly means truly. Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth. This is no lie, no, no shadow of hinging in this. I'm not holding back. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. Therefore, Jesus says, I say to you, and listen to the next two words, all things, all things for which you pray, ask and believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. All things for which you pray, ask and believe. Ask and believe. And, and so the whole idea, remember, is believing is seeing. Um, we have a, a woman in our church named Jen Powell. And uh, this, again, was a little while back. But Jen is an active part of our church family. She was in a life group here with other women who just shared life together and prayed together. And Jen had a health crisis. She had a hole in her heart that was significant. And uh, it, the prognosis did not look good. So what happened is she prayed and she asked God to intercede. Uh, her life group got together and prayed over her. Two of the women in the group said, while we were praying, I believe God showed me that he's fixing the hole in your heart. Wow. And she was, felt something. She wow. felt something in that moment. Well, she went to see a specialist, I think, in Orange County, and when they went in and began to examine her, they said, we don't know what to tell you. There's no hole in your heart. Now, they had, uh, her prior doctors had seen the hole, had pictures of the hole. Now there's no hole. I mean, there's not any. And so she said, it's God. It's God. When they prayed over her, she believed it. Her friends believed yeah. it. And so she said, it's God. It's God. One of the nurses says it is. I believe it's a miracle. The doctor was like, well, I don't know how we explain it. Um, <clears throat> but that can happen too often. So she gets in her car. Now, don't miss this. She's driving home. Can't wait to tell everybody. She decides she wants to call, but she has no cell phone reception in the canyon over here, which you and I know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we know that area. <laughs> yeah, so she has no reception. So she just felt like, Lord, you know what? I want to praise you, but, but I'm going to just turn on some praise music or something. She turns on her radio, and instead of praise music, the voice of Chuck Smith, Pastor Chuck Smith comes on. And Pastor Chuck, in that very moment, that, now don't miss this, she turns turns on the radio. In that very moment, Pastor Chuck is quoting uh, Psalm 57, 17. Uh, and it says this, my heart is fixed, oh God, my heart is fixed. Wow. <laughs> and she said, she goes, I just started laughing like, Lord, this is you. My, uh, my heart is fixed. And her heart was fixed. And, and women saw God fixing her heart. And, and, and here's what's so wild. That is only found that way in the King James Version. Not in New America, not in NLT. Now, why is that a big deal to me? At least I don't know about everyone else. And why that's a big deal. 
Pastor Chuck only liked King James, right, Charles? He would only quote. But of all the other pastors out there, that's not true. Most of the rest of us use uh, other versions of the Bible, all of which are good, by the way. But, but here's the thing. is She happened to turn on in the moment of time that one of the few pastors who would use King James was quoting the exact verse that described her in the exact moment based on what two other women had gotten from God. And I don't know about anybody else. I just think that's just how God... And by the way, when I said sometimes it's funny, I think God is probably up in heaven going, Gabriel, watch what I'm going to do to her. <laughs> you know, and, and, and God... God does it. But you got to believe. You got to believe. And, and in her case, she believed. She believed the promises of God. So number one thing I want to say to you is, Jesus said, I want to tell you mountains can be moved. Great things can occur. But you got to pray believing. I want you to pray believing you've received it. That's not my opinion. That's the words of Jesus Christ who came to tell you the very, very truths of God that he wants you to know. So P stands for, everybody, you guys know promises. promises. The promises of prayer. Okay, R stands for repeated. R stands for repeated. Now again, this is the one I said probably is not used enough in our thought process, but it's a key to really experiencing prayer in a powerful way. And Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. He said, ask and it will be given to you. By the way, the Bible's written in New Testament Koine Greek. The word ask in the tense it's ends in the present tense. So that actually should be translated, keep asking. Not ask, but keep asking. So keep asking and it will be given to you. Keep seeking and you will find. Keep knocking. Keep knocking. And it will be open to you. For everyone who keeps asking receives. Everyone who keeps seeking finds. Everyone who keeps knocking, it will be open to him. For what, uh, for what man is there among you? When his son asks for a loaf, we'll give him a stone. Or he asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give what is good to those? And if you were looking in the Greek, it would say who keep asking him. Yeah. So I want you to think about this. Uh, if you knock on a door, how do you knock? Uh, you don't just do this. Yeah. By the way, a doorbell, like your nest doorbell, or your... Anybody got the nest? Who, yeah, who's, I do. I have one. You have a nest? Yep. Okay, yeah. Uh, or a ring? Is it the ring? No. You and I have nests, huh? We have nests. That's awesome. Dude, I like nests better. Hey, me too. Yeah, like a lot better, yep. yeah. By the way, one reason I like nests is it works with Alexa. What? It continuously records, too, so you can always go back. It doesn't do it when you just, like, ring the doorbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, quick uh, commercial. Nest is cool. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So, uh, but, but anyway, uh, on the Nest or the Ring or any other doorbell, you just usually hit it once. You don't, uh, you don't push it. Push it you know? <laughs> and have friends. <laughs> yeah, if you do that, you're not going to have friends, right? But, but here's the thing. You never knock that way. You ought to knock. You got you to keep knocking. And if they don't come, you need to knock again. Because I don't know about you. I've been at somebody's house, and I knocked, and I'm listening, and I know they're home. And I'm like, well, they must not have heard. <laughs> it, it couldn't be you wouldn't come to the door for them. Yeah, you have friends. Yeah, I got friends. So, yeah, you knock. Jesus, by the way, is knocking. And Jesus said, I want you to knock. I want you to knock and ask for prayer. I want you to seek what I would do for you. And so God wants you to do that. He wants you to keep praying like that. Um, and then he does. He answers. Um, 
I got to tell you guys about this one. It's a bigger story. I'm going to bring it down for the sake of time. But um, years ago, I was in uh, a church called Christ Church of the Valley. Tim Roberts, uh, who I'm pointing is somewhere over there. He came out of that <laughs> church too. Um, and I love that church. Uh, and, and by the way, it was interesting because we were, were at Kentucky Christian College and I was preaching, but I also had a team who was getting ready to go, I think to Venezuela on a mission trip. And so they're there. And, and this couple who were bringing their children on the trip, they at least were bringing their sons, Josh and Jeremiah. And so Jeremiah was probably about 12 and Josh was 10. And so I preached a sermon pretty close to this one on believing the promises of God and ask, 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 ask. And you ask until you get an answer. We're going to get into the answers in a minute, but you ask till you get an answer. So uh, I, I talked about doing that. So praying and believing and asking. And so after the service was over, Josh and Jeremiah go out into a field and they're praying. And uh, Nicole sees them. She's one of our college-age girls. And she walks over and goes, are you guys okay? And they go, we're praying. And they said, what are you praying for? And they said, we're praying that mom and dad will have another baby. And Nicole goes, do your parents want to have another baby? And they said, no, but Pastor Chuck just said, if we ask and believe that we will get another baby. And so, so what happened is they, they knew, though, they had to keep praying. So they prayed every day and sometimes more than once a day that God would give them a baby sister. That was what they kept praying for. So they're praying and praying and praying and praying. They come home from Venezuela about a week after they got home. Lynn, the mom, starts feeling sick. And she's in her 40s, by the way. So she had, they, didn't, they weren't planning on having more kids. So she thinks, maybe I got a bug or something. So she goes to the doctor, and the doctor comes and goes, well, is it possible you're pregnant? She goes, no, because they had done medical procedures that that wouldn't happen. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can email Doug at crossroadschristianchurch.com, <laughs> and Doug will tell you. But anyway, so, so I love doing that. So uh, anyway, he goes, well, I have to perform a pregnancy test before we do anything else. And she said, okay. And he comes in. He goes, Lynn, you're pregnant. He goes, you are pregnant. And she goes, that's impossible. And the doctor, her doctor was a Christian. He goes, but don't you think God does the impossible? And she's like, <gasps> and she's freaking, how am I going to tell Dave, her husband? How am I going to tell the boy? She didn't, none of them knew about them praying this prayer. And so she goes home and has to tell him. Josh and Jeremiah are so excited. They're cheering. They're slapping five. And Dave and Lynn are like, why are you guys so excited? And they go, because we prayed for this. And, you know, Pastor Chuck taught us that if we pray and believe, it'll happen. And you know what? Uh, they ended up, that was 26 years ago. And their sister now is 26. 26 years old. And uh, so God moved. And Tim, you know her pretty well. Tim's over there somewhere. Uh, but, but God moved. By the way, the quick uh, part two of the story. Their best friends were uh, Josh and Kimmy, and, and, uh, and, and they were the Vanderwindies. They said, well, if they prayed for their mom, we'll pray for ours. And, and Leah was in her 40s, not planning on having any more kids. They prayed every day, and she got pregnant. So they had another child. So what we did is I brought all four of them up in front of the church, and we pointed out the kids, and then I told the kids to do this, really. I said, hey, after the service, stand and point at older women and bow your head. <laughs> okay. I think that's funnier than anybody else here. One of the reasons I love preaching online alone is I think it's funny, and I think you're laughing, and... <laughs> but no, you know what? Is I have seen God do that over and over on pregnancy um, and on other things. But, but here's the key. 
What they understood was you can't pray at one time. They prayed and prayed and prayed, even though it seemed impossible. By the way, faith of a child is a big deal too. And God began to move. God did move, and that can happen. Uh, By the way, Jesus tells more than one parable about the need to keep praying. He talks about a judge who's an unrighteous judge, and a woman keeps coming to him day after day after day. And and finally, he says, I've got to give her what she wants because she's wearing me out. And he said, don't miss her faith, Jesus said. So God wants you to keep coming, keep asking, keep coming, keep asking. I'm going to give you an opinion right now, so get ready for it. You might say, why would God work that way? The answer is God loves you. And sometimes he's not going to give you what you ask for in the moment because he likes you coming to him. See, God doesn't bother by it. He loves it. And so I bet the Lord is saying, hey, you know what? I'm not going to give it to him yet because then they'll stop praying. <laughs> but he'll wait and, and then he'll come through. And uh, so you, the P is promises. R is, if you know what it is, put it in the chat. Do you guys know what it is? Repeated. 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 Okay, good. So P is promises. R is repeated. A is answers. So God can answer many, many, many different ways. And so you and I need to know that, that God loves to do that. And so one of the ways God answers is the answer is yes. Jesus said, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. And so what you need to do is you need to pray and and keep praying and then trust God to give you the answer because God loves to say yes. Uh, You know, the story I told you about Bruce, God healed him. The story about Jen, God healed her. By the way, not that long ago, uh, we had a guy who came to our elders over and over again. Our elders hold Monday night prayer here on our campus, and back where in the building, they do it in a really cool chapel. Uh, by the way, we need to, Tracy, we need to take that online later and, and do Monday night prayer online. Um, but here's what I want to tell you is this man named Ron had throat cancer and he prayed and he kept coming for prayer and kept coming for prayer and he came for two months, two months straight, every Monday night asking for God to move. And one night he walked in and, and again, JT, who I love, by the way, JT, we love you. And, and JT walked up and said, are you here to be prayed for? He said, no, I'm here to praise God. I'm healed. Wow. It's gone. Wow. It is gone. Uh, and, and God loves to answer. So you, you need to know that God loves to answer Josh and Jeremiah and and Josh and, and, and Kimmy, and God loves to answer for you. So one way he answers is the word yes. And he gives it to you. Another way God answers, get ready for this is no, no. Uh, he may say no. Remember Jesus said, you know, what father among you, if the, if your child asks for a, 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 loaf of bread will give him a stone. In other words, a, a child back in Israel, the, the stones look a lot like a loaf of bread. And, and a child might be pointing at thinking it's bread, but it's a stone and he's not going to give it to him. So the answer would be no in that moment. Um, and so you need to understand, sometimes God says no. Uh, you remember Jesus said, you can't ask for a scorpion and have God give that to you because he's not going to do that. Uh, by the way, Um, I know a lot of parents, actually, I would say, I'm going to not say a lot. I bet every parent here and out there has said no to their kids before. You ever said no to Sage? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tyler to Uh, Daphne? Yeah. (laughs) Charles? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you do, you say no to your kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, You say no. And here's the point is, is when you say no, you do it most of the time, (laughs) most of the time, because you love them and want the best for them. 
But you know what? When my mom and dad said no to me, I didn't go, oh, then they must not exist. Hmm. Do you understand where I'm going with that? Hmm. That's good. So many people are like, well, I didn't get the answer. God said no. Well, therefore, there must not be a God. That's ludicrous. Hmm. That, that's not even a, a sensible way of thinking. Uh, because God is a father who loves you, and he sometimes says no. So, by the way, does you, do, do you get an answer to your prayer? Yes. And the answer was no. <laughs> no. Uh, by the way, do we have any Garth Brooks fans here? Garth Brooks fans? Am I the only one? I love Garth Brooks. Okay, I do. I do. I looked at you, Travis. I thought you'd be with me. But I actually love Garth. But Garth, Garth has a song called Unanswered Prayers. And he talks about how he went back to his hometown, which I just cracks me up. And he saw the girl he used to date and how he prayed every day she'd be his. And then he, uh, and, and he never got her. But then he looked at the wife he did have. And as his girlfriend walked away, he thanked God for the unanswered answered prayer of no. And the reason I think that's so funny is there's some lady out there going, what? You wrote that song about me. <laughs> so now I'm a Garth Brooks fan. All right. So, so God sometimes says no, and you need to understand that's true. Another way God answers yes, no, and ready, wait. By the way, every parent has at some point said to your kids, wait. Uh, wait, because I'm doing something. Wait till the right time. Wait. And that, by the way, is a sign of a very loving parent too. Uh, but God loves to do that. God, God says to you, wait, 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 because maybe the timing's not right. Maybe at another moment, it would be better. Maybe there's some circumstances uh, he needs to work out. God is the God of the universe. So your one yes, your one no uh, may have a ripple effect that God wants to take into account. And so you and I need to know that. And so what you need to do is you need to trust him in that. And so uh, God's timing is perfect, but God's timing is not our timing. Uh, George Mueller, another hero of the faith, said this. He goes, God's rescue is never late, but it's seldom early. Um, and so I want you to know that, that God does pray. God does answer prayer. He does rescue. But sometimes he doesn't move in the moment. Um, I don't know if you heard about the guy who was talking to God. And he said, Lord, I'm trying to understand you better. And the Lord said, okay. And he said, Lord, um, what is a nickel like to you? And God said, it's like $5 million. And uh, he goes, oh. He goes, what's a second like to you? And the Lord said, it's like a 1,000 years. And the guy goes, Lord, can I borrow a nickel? <laughs> God said, in a second. <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> I'm going to laugh at my car on the way home. <laughs> I love that joke. It's an oldie but goodie. So God may say, wait. Then one other way God answers is either different or better than you thought. Different than you thought or better than you thought. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. God very often will answer different and better than you thought. Um, two weeks ago, I told about a, a girl who was uh, believing God, uh, she was praying about a guy that was going to ask her to marry him. And every time she prayed whether she say, should say yes, she got pain. Uh, I don't know if you remember the story. You can go back two weeks ago and hear that. But what happened is she ends up finding another guy that God brought her to uh, and then say they got married. And then uh, over the course of time, they wanted to have children. And she was a woman of faith and, and her husband agreed with her. So they came to the elders of the church I was at and they said, you know what? We haven't been able to get pregnant. 
um, can you pray over us? And so we did. We, we, we actually did. We've done that many times where we anointed someone and prayed. By the way, Tim Roberts, who's here, we did that for he and his wife, Kathy, and God gave a pregnancy right away. Um, but here's the thing. We prayed over Scotty and we prayed over Christy. And while we were praying, uh, one of the elders said, I pray they'll have a child. I pray they'll have a child. We pray you'll move. Another elder said, Lord, I, I, I'm sensing it's twins. And then one other elder said, no, it's going to be triplets. And then all of a sudden, another elder said, it's going to be triplets. And we're all standing there going, oh, you know, and got in a goosebump moment. They ended up getting pregnant with triplets, wow. with triplets. They wanted one baby. God said, nope, I'm giving you three, three. Laura. Oh. <laughs> I'm starting to pray every day. <laughs> hey, let's just all, te- let's all agree online too. Let's all spend the next month praying for Laura to get pregnant. <laughs> I'm going to pray for Pam. <laughs> I would love another baby. Pam, Laura said she'd pray you'll get pregnant. <laughs> yep. You're a woman of faith. Uh-huh. The prayer of a happen. righteous woman availeth much. <laughs> Pam, you better start buying the diapers. Yeah. But God very often gives something better than what we thought. And, and you begin to discover and understand that the more you walk with God and you are with God. So uh, P is for promises. R is for repeated. A is for... Answers. 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 And why is for your part? Uh, by the way, you have a part to play. Praying is one of your parts to pray. Actually praying. Yeah. One of the great men of faith in the Bible is a man named Nehemiah. Nehemiah was uh, in the, uh, a moment where the enemies were going to attack. Matter of fact, they had just flat out told them, we're going to come and attack you and destroy you. And uh, what did Nehemiah do? It says in Nehemiah 4.9, but we prayed to our God and because of them, we set up a guard against them day and night. Now you go, well, wait a minute. If he's a man of faith and he prayed for God to protect him, why did he set up a guard? Mm-hmm. Charles, you're already shaking your head. Because that's what, that's what Christians do. Yeah. We do our part. Yeah, good, yeah. You know, we do our part. Uh, when I get in the car and I pray for God to give me protection when I drive, I still put on the seatbelt. That's just my part. Uh, and you know what is, is you need to do your part. Uh, and so uh, you need to be aware there are times that God wants you to be uh, 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 actively involved. By the way, let me say this. If I see somebody in need and I pray for them, which I do, very often, if not most often, I also get involved in the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, I know a young couple who's struggling and I find out then they don't have enough food for their baby and enough diapers, I pray for them. And guess what else you think I should do? I drive to the store mm-hmm. and That's I buy good. diapers and I buy food. That's good. You got to do that. Uh, one time, you know, uh, Pam was just really feeling hurting over somebody. And, and so she prayed for them and prayed for them and she covered their food for a period of time. You know, you, that's what you do. That's your part. Um, if I pray for someone to come to know Christ, guess what? You, what else do you think I ought to do? Yeah, go talk to him. Yeah, actually be, go and talk, you know, and, and, and be a part of that and, and, and just pray for that open door to come. So you got to do your part. You got to do your part. But here's the thing you need to know is God always does his. That's good. So God wants to move on your behalf. God wants to answer on your behalf. But what you need to do is remember Isaiah 59. The Lord says, my, my hand is not so short. I cannot save, nor is my ear dull that I cannot hear your sins have made a separation. Hmm. Now, you have sin. I have sin. Um, you know what is everybody else in this room has sinned. Hmm. 
Some of us have sinned more than others, some less than others. But what you have to do to get answered prayer is have the sin cleansed and taken away. And Jesus came and died on the cross for that to happen. And when you commit your life to Christ and call out for forgiveness and cleansing, and he does, he always does that. When you repent, which means you turn to him, commit your life to him, and say the words, not my will, but your will be done, then your sins are completely forgiven. And now the Lord says, my hand is not too short that I cannot save, nor is my ear dull that I cannot hear. So I am going to save and I am going to hear and I am going to act. Why? Because God wants to answer your prayers. And Jesus said, I want you to pray in my name so that you can have answered prayer and that your joy may be full. Some of you right now, where the next prayer you need to pray is to say yes to Jesus, to open your heart to him, to commit your life to him, to to, to surrender to him completely. Uh, by the way, if you don't know what that means, is you ought to just say, Lord, I'm, my hands are up. I'm yours. I'm yours completely. I, take me. Don't try to fix things yourself. Jesus will do it. Jesus will come love you. Don't stand back and say, well, maybe tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. I think that's so interesting. The Bible says today's the day. You say, well, that was written way back then, but he was talking to you now. Today's the day of salvation. Today's your moment. Some of you need to pray to say yes to the Lord, knowing he'll come and love you, knowing God will adopt you as his child. You need to pray that prayer. Some of you need to recommit your lives to the Lord. Some of you need to commit your marriage to the Lord and to start praying over your marriage to become heaven on earth and not hell on earth. Some of you are single out there. Listen, you need to pray, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start seeking first your kingdom and righteousness. I'm going to commit myself to you knowing that that heart's desire I have will be met with the right person as I put you first in my life. Some of you single people, you need to pray that prayer. Don't sit back waiting. Go to God. Get right with Jesus. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. The only thing that could stop this from being yours and real is you're not being willing to so completely commit yourself to the Lord. So right now, I'm going to lead a prayer. I want you to pray it with me. If pray it for the first time, pray it to recommit. Pray it if you're single to, to, to put Jesus first in your life. Pray it if you're married to put Jesus first in your marriage and maybe for some of you, your family. Let's pray right now. Father, I want to pray for those who need to open their hearts to you and commit their lives to you. God, I pray right now that there's people we don't even know about, but Lord, you see them and you know them and there's a stirring going on. You're the God of all space and all time. So whatever we do here, you're touching them there. And I pray they'll open their heart to you. God, I pray they'll open their heart to you. I pray they'll make that commitment or recommitment or find freedom. God, I pray for somebody right now that other people have been praying for, for him to say yes to you and for her to say yes to you. Right now, right now, Jesus wants you and loves you and cares about you. Are you ready to say yes to him? If so, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know you love me and I know you died on the cross for me. You died for my sins. I pray you'll forgive me and cleanse me from all my sin. I pray you'll heal me from hurt and from pain. 
I pray you'll free me from anything or anyone that's holding me down or holding me back. But most of all, most of all, I pray you'll make me yours and I pray you'll make me alive and I pray you'll make me brand new. So I say yes to you and I say yes to the life you have for me. Take me now. Make me yours. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen if you pray that prayer. Amen if you pray that prayer. And I want to ask you to do this. Please text us, amen, right now. You can see the number on the screen. Text amen to us. It means the truth and for real. And then we're going to get back to you and ask your name. And that matters because you matter. And then we want to send you uh, a free copy of a book uh, that I think is an awesome book called The Purpose Driven Life. It's an electronic copy. It's yours for free, our gift to you. But we want to follow up with you. We want to care about you. We want to have people praying for you by name. So don't don't hide out from us. Text in. Uh, if you have no way to text, email me, chuck at crossroadschurch.com. But we care about you and we're excited for you. We're right now going to go into a time of worship. Uh, as we've been in the word, that was a form of worship. This is another way to worship God is by lifting him up, praising his name. And the Bible says God inhabits the praise of his people. So even if you read the words with us, That's a way of praising. But don't click out. Don't tune out. Lean in. Tune in. And let's go to God together.
Are you hands? Let the praise go up as the walls come down. All creation, everything with breath, repeat the sound. All his children, clean as pure hearts, good grace, good God. His name is Jesus. Swing wide, swing wide. Are you hands? about till you guys started doing that song it starts out children come together right children come together some of you right now that's the prayer of christmas for you that friendships come together that have been frayed or strained during this time family comes together maybe it's been frayed or strained during this time but the whole idea of children come together coming together to worship the lord coming together to know his love and uh, may we not forget that the blood of christ in Christianity makes us one. Yeah. All tribes, all races, all tongues. Everybody, we're one. So don't let ourselves be divided. As this night ends, as this moment ends, may you know God's love and may the prayer for unity, the prayer for restoration, the prayer for healing that some of you are praying be answered by a God who wants it more than you do. God bless you and have a great night. Woo.